Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hawkeye part two. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I love that. That was Hello, amazing. Hello, oh, my dear boys. What a way to start the board. Oh, how are you? How are you? Oh. I'm good. Oh, you know, you go first. How are you, you my are friend? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Do you know what? I'm pumped for this. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm awake. It's yeah. it's Monday night. I'm, I'm seeing your face. You've got your group cap on. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Ready to go. He's screwed up. He's good. You know, we're we're ready. Oh, okay. Yep. Or I mean, I mean, I'm feeling exactly the same, mate. I'm pumped for this. Mm. I've literally not thirty seconds ago finished watching episode six of Hawkeye, um, mm. and I'm ready to talk about four, five, and six. Ready to deep dive. I'm ready to get our final thoughts, our final ratings as well. I'm interested to know what kind of crisp packet content you're going to give it at the end of the episode, my friend. Um, but look, I've got my Lucas Aid. I haven't had one of these in a while on a podcast, so I thought I'd go for it. Oh, what you got? An empty Pepsi Max. <laughs> <laughs> I've already, I've already finished my Pepsi. Ooh. I'm feeling a little bit, ooh, ooh, a little bit. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, feeling good. I'm feeling oh. good. Hawkeye, part two. Thoughts. So, episode four. Yeah. I realised what I'd said in podcast one. I would never have mentioned this. Yeah. Ever before, but it was like my brain was going. Forrest, you know this is about to come up because slow limited. Slow limited. Yeah, I remember you talking about it last last week. And literally, whole fucking rest of the series is about slow limited and it's about Jack. And um, so yeah, massively forgot about that. And then it all comes out. Uh, within this episode um and this is the episode where we get uh yelena's arrival basically we do i mean finally i think what i found with this episode particularly for me is this kind of slow start with episode four i think mm. in terms of it finishes it starts the same way it finishes it finishes in episode three so literally simultaneously carry on straight away um, I think there were some nice moments. I think for the most part, it kind of led, it kind of dragged on a little bit. But the moment, yeah, Yelena comes into the picture, the whole tone of this series shifts massively. Mm. 
becomes part of a bigger picture, comes part of a bigger narrative. And I think her kind of introduction was perfect, mate. I think it was great. Um, yeah, yeah I've got we... some big moments, some low moments in this one in particular, but yeah. Yeah, I, f- I, f- I just feel like this one is just, I don't know, Clint, Clint and Kate are, are great characters, but it, overall, like, it's too much of this series is just them or painful emotional scenes with Clint. It, it just, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel that it's got some really, some quite big moments of this where you're a bit like, oh, is this going anywhere? Or are we just having, you know, conversation after conversation? It's just... It doesn't go because they're in the same city the whole time. It's very much the same locations, uh, same characters. So, like, like we say, until Yelena comes in um, with um, Mayas, um, so we get Maya, uh, Yelena, uh, and and Kate basically. Big yeah. old like fight thing going on. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of it, it, I find it a bit I find it a bit dull to be fair. I put, in fact, episode four notes, I put, fucking hell, nothing happens. That's it. But that's it, mate. That's what I think that's probably what I mean in terms of everything feeling a bit slow. It's very, it's very talkative, extremely talkative. I think we do get a couple of nice moments about, uh, about Natalie in terms of her death and the kind of repercussions around that and Clint having these moments about not wanting Kate to get too close to him as a partner and stuff. It's like, I don't have a partner. I don't have this anymore. You know, when this happened last, you know, and Natasha died, right? So mm. I think I put Natalie because my predictive text said Natalie instead of Natasha. Um, I just realised that. Um, the uh, I think in terms of the LARPers, I think the LARP characters coming back. What do you think about that? I've I like how it was paid off in episode six, but I I found them quite grating. Like why yeah. why should we have the need to bring back these characters? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. And and, and you know, there's just lots of things that don't feel very strong in this series. And yeah. even when they have an opportunity, uh, and we'll come to it. And there's something in particular that I'm thinking of later on in the series, where it's just like you've got such uh, like an opportunity here, and it just and it just goes with it. And but yeah, the LARP characters. It kind of that was that was a funny joke early in the series. But I certainly didn't expect or really want them to come back. Do you know what I mean? I found like uh, there were um, one too many Avenger jokes as well. Yeah. In this episode. A lot of kind yeah. of quips about, Clint, oh, there's an Avenger in my living room. Or um, you know, talking about, oh, you know, we're going to make uh, a new Avenger outfits and costumes and stuff. And, it, and when they're having that discussion with the LARPers, I just kind of mm. feel like it all went a little bit too far. With the whole, oh, he's an Avenger. He's so serious, and it was just mm, the comedy and the seriousness against the character is kind of the, that. You know, the fact that Clint is—you can see Clint being—he is a serious character, right? Mm. You know, in in the Avengers, and he's placed within these comical kind of scenarios, and that's kind of forced upon the script, I think, a little bit too much in this episode. But it's done quite nicely in other other episodes as well. So I'm not too like overcome with hatred over it but yeah yeah i, th- I think it has a bit of a she hulk effect where it kind yeah. of it uses it uses the wider mcu uh and in your words matt the golden thread um but it um it does that to kind of ride on other things successes in an almost nod to itself that it's not 
a very good product in itself. So it's got to mention the other Avengers to seem, you know, half interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't yeah. really get that. Although, although my favourite thing uh, in this episode, favourite joke, there was a very good bit of humour where Kate, I think they're in a lift, uh, Kate and Clint, and um, and Clint basically keeps calling himself Clint, right? And yeah. uh, I think, and Kate turns around and goes, "I've told you, there's a branding issue, issue there." With yeah, Clint. yeah, and that, it, I love and that. It, it proper makes me chuckle. It. I remember the first time I watched it, I was pissing myself. <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> it's a very good and very adult joke, and I, um, I love it. Yeah, what I love about that is that it kind of like it really links in quite quickly with a joke but like i think for an audience that are family orientated it would have gone straight over their heads but that was mm. definitely there yeah for the adults i think it was great yeah awesome yeah uh, any any other like favorite highlights from this episode um i sort of found myself questioning mayor's Maya's uh, motives a little bit mm. in terms of chasing down and i know that she's after running and, and, and Ronin, Ronin, I keep getting mixed up. Ronin, Ronin. Ronin. Um, it just kind of feels like she's going a little bit too far. Also, surely she can just hire, you know, hire people to do that kind of dirty work for her as well. If she's kind mm. of running the tracksuit kind of gang, and I'm assuming that she is running the tracksuit gang, or kind of being some sort of like lieutenant, sort of pup being puppeteered by Kingpin. But just the mm. fact that she's kind of going out there doing the dirty work herself and stuff, I just kind of feel like she would have been a little bit more premeditated. But maybe maybe it's all kind of on the cuff because it's all kind of very heart-driven, isn't it? You know, the fact that she's going after revenge very quickly. Mm. But I just kind of feel like that it was all just a little bit too hot too quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree. I can agree with that, I think. I think also Maya's, like, character is is a bit confused because Kazi as well. Like, I kind of feel like you've got two characters yeah. that are kind of equal power. Yeah. It doesn't really work. So I'm like, it either needed to be just Maya or just Kazi in my mind. Because yeah. naturally, you've got someone who looks after the thugs at the bottom and then and then um, Pin at the top. I think but, um, um, yeah. with um, with with her character and with her character up, we got that quite nicely in the earlier episodes about, you know, in terms of her context of her story losing her father um but mm. i think we just needed to see maybe just a little bit more development before she goes gung-ho straight for him um yeah you know maybe it could have been a little bit more investigative kind of stuff from her character maybe we could have seen her trying to find the whereabouts the pinpoint moments would have been nice and i think you know i think this is for me again across the kind of whole series would have been nice to get got more flashbacks with um ronan i think mm. in terms of where he was what he was doing maybe particularly um you know in the later episodes we find out that he was working with kingpin and i don't know whether that could have been a thread through throughout every episode we see him in new york doing these contracts and then later on it gets revealed that he worked for kingpin that would have been great yeah. i think that would have been really really cool to see that kind of reveal and that kind of twist that Oh my God! He actually worked for one of the biggest crime bosses in 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 New York. You know, he yeah, didn't yeah. do good work, Ronan. He wasn't a good guy. Like, so Clint has done pretty horrendous stuff, and it would mm. have been nice to have seen more of that to maybe then justify the means 
for what Maya was an- attempting to do. Yeah, that's what I. That's what, that's what I think. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's it just, what I think. I feel like yeah. I know it a little bit more, but like you know, we've only got a certain amount of screen time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I, I think, yeah, episode four felt a bit splintered to me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. Um, episode five, though, this is where my enjoyment comes in because we get Yelena. Quite frankly, um, thank God for Florence Pugh. Oh. Um, I think she she is by far one of the better performances in the series. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I and that's that's the other thing actually. You know, I think Maya, Maya and Kazi, or Kazi. I'm not even sure how we pronounce that to be fair. Um, but I think both both characters for me, I don't think the acting's great. It's just a. I find mm. it a lot of mood moody faces for me. Between the two of them, and I, I don't yeah. really, I don't, it doesn't feel like a rich th- three-layer character. Really, it's like you killed my dad. I'm angry, and I'm angry through the whole series. And there's no redeeming feature around my character whatsoever. Oh, and here's Kazi, who's just joining for the ride, and he's mm. equally as moody. Yeah, I suppose so. I think it kind of just doesn't really. There's no like a, villain, a villain. A villain has got to have like a little, like a little edge, right? That you're mm. like, oh yeah, I, quite, I like that, or I like, I like it because they're such a dick, or mm. you know, it's something. Whereas for me, they just there isn't any of that in this. Well, maybe you know? it's, maybe it's done deliberately because we're waiting for the reveal of Kingpin. The moment we get the big bad, it's, it, to be mm. honest, we don't get this big bad until this episode, do we? In terms of episode five. So we no. we kind of have to have this kind of where's the antagonist? Where's who's the bad guy? Okay, you know, it's a good guy versus a bad guy. Who's the bad guy? We don't really get that defined until episode five when we realise that it's all going to Kingpin at the top. So maybe that's what they were saving for. And we just kind of had this kind of muddied ground between episode one and five. Um True. but like I I I mean, I really, really enjoyed the tracksuit gang. Like in this yeah, I said it last yeah, yeah. week. The the last episode I loved them. These these you know later episodes I absolutely loved them as well. The the bit when they're in the car and they're having a little chat, um, I really really love. Um, you know it's just so conversational. It's just so quirky. I can definitely see, and I've said this a lot, but I can definitely see some sort of like Marvel short or like mm. you know yeah, yeah, series yeah. with them. They'll be so great. In last week's episode, you mentioned about how, um, like Spider Man, it kind of missed Spider Man. Yeah. And you were talking, you were talking about kind of obviously the setting, right? Where it is makes absolutely sense. But also, I th- I thought um, even more so later in the series when you when you see more of the tracksuit gang and you get and you meet Kingpin, I'm like, what? Well, hang on a minute, what the fuck? This is Spider Man's villain, it's, mate. This exactly. Is, this is Spider Man's villains. These are yeah. all Spider Man uh, Spider Man's characters. So it was it, it's certainly for this half of the series. I do agree with you for the whole series, but this half, I'm like, how has Spider Man not appeared at all in any of this? If there was like with most Disney Plus MCU series, they kind of either get too many superheroes yeah. in one or not enough. And mm. with this one in particular, all they needed to do in order for make this, in order to make this relatively good, you know, on the whole, 
uh, yeah, relatively good on the whole TV series. All they needed to do to make it great was bring in Spider-Man in these last two episodes. That's it. Yeah. Even even if it's the last episode when they're having that big fight in the Rockefeller Center, bringing in Spider-Man at a cameo at a point there would have been great. I know why they didn't do it, because they were waiting for Multiverse of Madness, uh, 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 Far From Home, and not yeah. Far From No Way Home, and... It's just I like I understand the, the reasoning, but like it just needed some sort of even if a quick swing, a quick swing across the screen. Mm. That's all we needed, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I absolutely and I actually think the way that Kingpin goes in the last episode, I think would have been better off if his attention was diverted because something was going on with Spider Man. And yeah. then that would have been that would have been your little tie-in. Yeah, he would have been like something. Yeah, distracted by something. Else. He gets called by another one of his, you know, gang. Um, episode five backstory for Yelena. So my uh, main gripe with the opening of this episode is how they have edited the episode again. Right, we said last week what was weird was about Echo's introduction. That was a weird scene. But this is more about how they've cut scenes together, right? We start off, and, and it, it, uh, I don't know, starts off the episode with a Yelena flashback, right? Yeah. Which is great, right? We see the pre-blip and then post-blip, uh, yeah. and the same same kind of scene unfolding, right? Which I, th- I think is brilliant, really well done. The acting in it is great, like, love it. But we go from that to a recap from the previous episode, and then it like it's like it proper it's very juttery it's like well hang on a minute this is part of this episode so like it felt like it was like this shouldn't have been in hawkeye but we've just popped it here just for you i'm like Mate, exactly i feel exact i had the exact same thoughts now what i think is that they filmed that bit later and maybe mm. in their edits I'm not completely, I'm, dear listener, I'm completely speculating here. But like, I think they must have gone, oh, let's let's tag that on at the beginning mm. of the episode instead of in the middle or at the end. I feel like this might have been an episode four end credit sequence. Oh. That's what I think it might have been when they had the, the reveal of Yelena in the fight and she left. And then mm. it would have it would have finished in the episode, and then we would have got the one end credit sequence, you know, of the series so far, and that would have been it. And then that would have been episode five. They decided to put it in the beginning of episode five as well. What do you think, dear listener? Do you think that's the case or not? I'm interested mm. to know. Yeah, because with I feel like if that was the case, it would have been the bit in the bathroom post blip. Yeah. I feel like you, the end credit would have been post-blip. Yelena walks in, she's like, what the hell? And then I think she mentions, oh, I need to go and find my sister. Yeah. And that would have been it. That would have been right? it. That, yeah. that would have been the end credits. Whereas, yeah, absolutely, if that is the case, it feels like they went, oh, actually, we need a bit more context or a little bit more of this scene. So we're going to pop the bit pre-blip into it and then make bump like bolt it on the beginning of the next episode. But it, it felt very odd, very, very disjointed. It, it that did. That wouldn't be... Do, do you think we're going to see in Thunderbolts, I'm talking about Thunderbolts here, do you think we're going to see a little bit of Yelena pre-blip trying to hunt down the Black Widows and stuff? 
in trying to, you know, that kind of big, that's a huge mission. You know, when we watch Black Widow, you can see on the map at, in terms of who was revealed, you know, who is on, how many widows are out there. It's, there've been millions, right? So it's a huge, huge mission. And she said, you know, we've saved a lot, a lot, you know, she doesn't really give a number, but like, I'd be interested yeah. to know if there is in the pipeline, some sort of either episode series for Florence Pugh, there must be a big, she's a big name, right? She's a huge yeah. name. There must be some sort of long-term plan with her. She's still relatively new to the MCU. You can't, mm. you can't just kind of go, yeah, she'll do Thunderbolts and that'll be it. I think she's yeah. going to, you know, hit, be here for the long haul. Much like Scarlett, yeah. Much like um, um, Elizabeth Olsen, you know. Yeah, I, w I wonder whether I don't know if that belief has come from the fact that she's come into this being so good, though. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I firmly believe that Marvel might have brought her in and just thought, oh yeah, Thunderbolts, chuck her in Hawkeye, and then and then we'll and then we'll see, like because they'd already had. Black Widow, right? They'd already had Scarlett Johansson, so they've done that character. We've met that family, so I so whether whether the reception to Elena is what I'm saying will change the future of how much they use Elena. I think she was probably intended for Thunderbolts, and then that was that. Yeah, but actually, I think the success of Elena and the popularity of Elena will probably mean that she will she'll have her own. I think post Thunderbolts. There'll be something a lot more, a lot more there, which which could yeah. tie into the fact that Scarlett Johansson's saying that there's a t she's in a TV series soon. Yeah, because that could be that could be them two going about the biz. But who knows? But I think this is very much Yelena's episode. I think this is very much about her story in terms of. I know we get developments in terms of we get confrontation with uh, Clint putting back the running suit, having a fight with Maya. Um, we have that fight there. I quite like that moment when he talks about, you know, she goes, you're a monster. And he's like, no, we're hired weapons. That's what we are. We are weapons. We will be used. We will be abused. We will be, you know, you know. and he goes, he does, he does a really great line in harking back to Avengers Assemble when he gets his mind taken over by the, the um, one of the Infinity Stones, the Tesseract. And he goes, look, you can, you know, you'll lose control. He said, I can't remember what he says, but like he, he mentions, you know, you can be, you know, quite easily misled um, and put under some other, other person's, you know, uh, you know, what's the word? Spell. Let's say the word spell. Ooh. Ooh, lovely. Ooh. That's the only word that could come out of my brain. <laughs> I was like, spell. <laughs> the cogs are like, go, 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 spell. Say spell. <laughs> so sad. <clears throat> yeah no right. absolutely yeah. um i think uh, in this uh episode i just uh, another comment i put is i just think the scenes are too long in this show yeah so another ties in with the whole diet like endless endless dialogue in this show and just every scene is just ultra too long it's too many like sat, sat in a flat scenes you know it's just there's not enough action in here um and i i kind of i think i feared that when the Hawkeye series got announced, naturally yep. with a character like Hawkeye, there's not a lot of action there because he is yep. in the shadows. It's stealth, so and it, and you can really feel that with this with this series. Yeah. Um. But we do get, uh, Ronan and Mayor at the end of this episode. Yep. Um. And um. And we also get Kingpin's arrival. 
Oh, hello. Ah, speaking of arrivals. Speaking of arrivals, is uh, Peggy the Cat. Hello. Do you know what happened there? Is that Peggy is not called Peggy. Peggy is called Kingpin because oh she just God. responded to her name. Oh, wow. Kingpin. Who? Kingpin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. She's just licking, licking my hand at the moment. This so, cat, yeah. right? So just before um, we um, pressed record on this old episode, Peggy was absolutely attacking Forrest's headphones. I mean, it was yeah. just—it was brutal. It, she was gnaw, gnawing at him like someone I've never seen, uh, and I, I had to. Uh, well, I didn't even push her, did I? I just sort of kind of like budged her away, and she well... just absolutely. <laughs> Catapulted <laughs> off the table. Yeah. Well, you uh, say, you say, you say a gentle <laughs> nudge, maybe, but uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, kingpin coming at you. Kingpin uh, coming oh, at you. She's going, going for a walk. Uh, so yes, um, we do get kingpin. Um, kingpin again, major, major character used for about five minutes. It's a real. This is his in- introduction to kingpin. Literally, In-ins, name is king. Mm-hmm. And we get him for five minutes. Now, I don't know what happened here. I We got a reveal. I'm trying to remember in my head when mm. this was revealed. We were going to get Kingpin coming into the MCU. He's going to be introduced in Hawkeye. Great. Spider-Man villain, but mostly being used for a Daredevil villain in the Netflix series. Neck, neck, neck. Yeah, the Netflix ne- series. Yeah. Love a Netflix That series, great man. TV streaming site called Netflix, where it's just documentaries mm. about people's necks width. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and nice. You get, thank you. You don't get many, you don't get much screen time with him. We don't get much real background to him. We don't need to, to be honest, because we should all know who mm. Kingpin is. He's a well-known enough villain not only just across the kind of um tv and uh sphere but like also through comics right so you know we don't need much from him but what we do need mm. is the immediate threat we need the immediate kind of source of like boom here he is and i know we get this kind of craning shot this kind of famous but we see the cane come straight in and the beginning of episode six as well but like mm. i we just it just it wasn't enough it wasn't enough screen time I wanted, no, I wanted to see him beat somebody up, like just unimportant, yeah. unimportant, threatening. Yeah. Also, all of these long scenes with shitload of dialogue, and yet we don't have a single scene, a lengthy scene with Kingpin talking. Yeah, that's I'm true. Like, everybody else talks for like forty fucking minutes around here, yeah. and yet the lead character who's got shitloads to say, yeah, has said absolutely nothing but walk around, and is utterly captivating when he does open his mouth as well, like. You know, yeah. he is so good with his, you know, with the text that he does and with his acting in, in, the, in Daredevil. It's absolutely incredible. Like, mm. uh, dear listener, if you haven't seen Daredevil, do watch it. We will absolutely be reviewing it at some point here. We're going to have mm. to because it is, I, I'm desperate to rewatch. Actually, do you know what? I'm desperate, desperate to rewatch that um, because mm. it is so, so good. Um, so we should right. definitely do Peggy. it. Peggy is absolutely trying oh, to get on the screen now. She, oh, hello. You see what she's doing? Oh, you see what she's doing? She's, she's jeopardising the podcast. Sabotage. This is absolute sabotage by Peggy. She's uh, she's lying down. She's very comfortable, but too comfortable. It. 
Anyway, little mascot. Uh, Peggy's a mascot. We should get Peggy like put into the artwork of Don't Be Here a podcast now. She is. Let's get a little preview. Ah, uh, Peggy. Peggy, what do you think about Hawkeye? Mm, what? Pe- Peggy. No, no big words now. Hello? Any words? Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, good focus there. That was great. That focus, was great though, focus. Oh, how majestic you look right now. Oh, wow. oh, oh! oh. <laughs> I know. This is a podcast, so absolutely none of this material is worth <laughs> its weight in gold. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But listeners are just going, what the fuck am I listening to? Honest to God. Um, but yeah, check out Instagram. I'm sure Matt will make a lovely we'll, little reel of Peggy's we face. We will. We will. So what there you missed go. there, dear listener, was Forrest just kind of moving the camera around. Deep, like proper extreme close up. <laughs> at Peggy's that bum hole. audio <laughs> description from Matt there. Um, listeners, what you just missed was uh, Forrest uh, carried the camera directly to the left. Uh, and downward spiral, uh, and introduce Peggy, which is a feline cat. Um, a feline cat. <laughs> a cat. <laughs> a feline cat. It was Peggy's face. It wasn't Peggy's bum. Oh sorry. my gosh, she's going again. Peggy, oh, Peggy what are you doing? Man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> he's literally gone. That's so good. Tell us that Peggy has ejected Forrest from the podcast. <laughs> like, actually. <laughs> Honest. Absolute <laughs> anarchy. Absolute anarchy. This podcast. I can only apologise. I Honestly, I had a heart attack when I just saw the 404 pages in. Thanks, Peggy. Honestly, mate. Sophie's like, oh, let Peggy into the podcast room. It'll be absolutely fine. Oh, she she couldn't hurt a fly. Look what you've done, Sophie. You've tarnished our reputation in one episode. Peggy, never again, babe. You're never allowed. She can cry and scratch at the door all she likes, mate. Is she gone? Um, Kicked her out. No, no, no. She's right behind the laptop. All oh, right, sorry okay. For, so sorry these, are em- these are empty threats, then. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. Next time. Next time. Oh, okay. I'm going to carry her out now. That'll be fair play. You know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Episode 6. <laughs> Episode 6. Um, it's Kingpin. It's Kingpin. Sorry, yeah, so episode six, we get this shot of Kingpin, low shot, get the crane, he's walking through, they do this kind of lovely kind of like under the chin kind of shot of Kingpin to get the kind of, you know, the, the, the enormity of what he is meant to do. Now, again, in the comics, he is huge. You play um, Spider-Man on the Insomniac games when you fight Kingpin, like, it's just huge folk, right? Um now in this series, he's not as big. He, they haven't put as much of a of body gear on him that he, he is in Daredevil. He's a lot bigger and a lot larger in Daredevil, um, which is fine. To be perfectly honest, like he's a big enough dude. In fairness, like you don't need to do it, um, and he's got enough kind of stance to him, gusto to kind of give out what mm. the kingpin needs, right? Um, he what what I I love his performance in here. I love it. We've already said there's not enough. What I feel like is missing is is the we get too much of a kind of like I love you, I care, I'm I'm being manipulative here, you know, with with you, and, and there's no, it's not much viciousness. We get a little bit, we get short bursts of it, but the the utter viciousness mm. and malice that Kingpin has, and in terms of this delivery with Kingpin in particular. It comes out so much in Daredevil to the point that it's maniacal. But I did enjoy the moment when he has the with the, the initial scene with Maya, where he says he I love you, you know, goes I love you. But it was at that moment again on this rewatch. I didn't notice it first time. So actually, yeah, no. If we are following this from the Daredevil series, okay, mm. we all understand that his his family have been murdered, right? And. Yeah. That's his whole arc. That's his whole story. This whole reason why he does what he does, right? So he maybe does have this kind of paternal kind of duty with Maya, and maybe he does truly does love her. And the fact that he feels like he's being betrayed is there. But again, it just happens so quickly. He just turns up and goes, "You betrayed me. I'm angry now." And it's yeah. like mm, need a little bit more. Just, I don't know. It, 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 this, this series found the worst parts to elongate, and the best parts it shortened way too too much. Yeah, like, a bit like Kingpin should have been in it much earlier. Big old story arc, bring us the character. Yelena should have been in earlier. Big character arc. Like Kate and Clint should have had two episodes max. That's 100%. it. Should have been them two two episodes maximum. Brilliant. Yeah. It's great. But they're going to be in it all series regardless. So actually, yep. let's bring the fucking goods goods out quickly. Let's get yep. Kingpin out quick, quick early door. Especially if by the end, like um, by the end, he's going to have like, well, he's not, he's blatantly not dead, but he's certainly like crumbled under Kate's arrows. Crumbled, I like that. Yeah, crumbled. Um, I think. It, were, for, oh no, go on. You go no, on. You, you say. I think you, you were going to you, say what I'm going to say. I'm gonna make it uh, about CGI. I, I was gonna talk about CGI, but it wasn't what I was gonna talk about next. 
You talk about what you're going to spoil next. Maybe it will follow on quite nicely because I think it's got to do with Matthew. Please take now. your turn first, Bale. Thank you, Forrest. Say what you've got to say. Thank you very much. Okay, that <laughs> that is going to sound fucking awful. <laughs> it's going to just... sound vile on the podcast. <laughs> I I really apologise, there, dear listener. <laughs> I gotta say, I am even aware of how horrid that might sound. Um, so that is gonna sound horrible. <laughs> it's back. It's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Uh, anyway, sorry. I digress. What was your well, point? I think every time you're gonna do that now, I'm gonna call you Disco Forest. <laughs> like Disco Forest has come to town. It's Disco Forest. He's back. Anyway, what I find really grating in this mm. episode is um, the location for the final climactic part of the series is setting it in this kind of party building situation where it looks like it's meant to be some sort of weird James Bond-esque heist, heist, all my words today. Um, or kind of like diehard kind of their vibes as well, because it's Christmas. I don't know whether they've done that deliberately as well. It just all kind of, con- and, and bringing all of these characters together in one space, like we've got the LARPers back. We're trying to tie up all the stuff with Kate Bishop's mum and her her mm. dealings with the Kingpin. You know, they got rid of the dad very quickly for tax problems, and we don't see him again after that. And it's like kind of all these kind of, we have to wrap things up really quickly with these sub characters, you know, B side characters into yeah. the <laughs> Peggy's Max is kind of like ruin it. Cause like, don't you carry on Matt go on, you carry on. You say, yeah. say anything out of line. I'm ejecting your friend at any moment. I can do it. I can do it. She's staring at you. <laughs> She's staring at me. She's actually staring at me. Like if he fucking says one fucking thing, I'll close this shit down. <laughs> no more podcast. This episode has been taken hostage by Cat. <laughs> Literally, she's never, never seen us so livid. Honestly, mate. It's all I'm started st- by biting on those earphones. You pissed her off, mate. I, I this is on you. Sh- the headphones pissed her off. <laughs> no, you chucked her off, mate. Oh, I did not just. <laughs> I'm joking, he did it, he did it, he did it. He did it. Before joking. I get absolute hatred and t- and trending like on Twitter, hashtag Forest Cat Cat Hurter Cat Killer Cat Whatever. Don't She's be fine. here in Catgate. <laughs> Catgate. Oh, well, I can't believe Forest will treat a cat like that. Look at her. She's happy. She's fine. She's all right. She's all right. She's fine. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, lot, lots of characters in one space. Lot, um, just, yeah. 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 I mean, it just it was a bit just a bit too much. I just feel like they could have. I don't know. I just feel like this battle, this final battle, or kind of culmination. I know we got it in the Rockefeller Center, but it needed to be something like that. <laughs> Thank you for giving me eyes. Okay, I'm getting. I feel nervous. You're judging me, mate. <laughs> Like it needed to be in an expansive, bigger space because you know, you know, I know we got the fight in the Rockefeller Center later, but where they had the sequences of them jumping out of the windows, Clint getting stuck in a tree, like what, yeah. like why? Um, I think it just they could have just done the party earlier on in the episode or maybe in episode five, be done mm. with that bit, and then just have the whole final episode about the action. 
that's what you want the final episode just to be nothing but fighting right mm. you will get you know the, the other series do that we got that in one division we should have got that in this series as well you've got enough stories playing out you just got you gave her evils there so what's going on Honestly, mate, it is absolute chaos over here. Oh, <laughs> your, your point is brilliant. She is clicking all sorts of buttons on my mixer. It is Peggy, please, babe. Can we just calm it down? Oh, let's just serious. Peggy, let's just calm it down, please. That's it. Let's sit down. Does my vol- volume sound all right? Has my microphone yeah. done a weird setting? No, no you're okay. good. You're good. You're good. It's all right, mate. Don't. I know. It's it's stressed me out, man. This has stressed me out. Soph's out. She's asked me to make sure Peggy's in the room. Fucking anarchy, mate. (laughs) Literally, like, she is. Yeah, you... She now pressed a little head against the wall, like, she can hear me and she's not happy. Do you know what? I think what's really important here, dear listener, is that now, Mm. now than ever, is the best time to sign up to our Patreon. Because oh. this will give Boris the opportunity to buy Peggy a lovely little Don't Be a Hero podcast little setup in the corner of his room. Peggy oh. can feel included. We can maybe get an extra screen in, have a little Peggy cam somewhere. But like, if you want to sign up to our Patreon, it's all there in our Linktree bio. It's in this episode bio as well. Please do help to the cause for the dear Forest mm. as it to provide the right conditions for Peggy. Off the keyboard, babe. Off the keyboard. <laughs> Peggy's oh, involved as well. She's she She's, agrees. You should she definitely sign up to our Patreon. We've got a two two pound, three pound, five pound, even a ten pound. I think mm. <laughs> tier. All right, exclusive Matt, content. He's ever the professional. You are ever the professional, mate. You look at you just plowing away with the Patreon. You know, let's ignore. Um, but gotta yeah, do, anyway, I, I'm going to ignore it. Let's get back. So, completely agree. Everything going on uh, at the same time. We've got Maya kills Kazi, Maya kills Kingpin. Um, CGI that I was going to mention earlier, the terrible piece of CGI, was of Eleanor running into Kingpin. Oh, uh, yes. And the car goes yeah. in, and he, he, he falls like an absolute sack of shit. Uh, yeah. But it is the weird... <laughs> just the vision of it is, is awful. Now, like, no. now... I, I've got so, I've got a massive gripe here, and this has Ooh. kind of gone down a little bit in my notches in terms of ratings for the series. We've Ooh. got Kingpin in here, okay? Kingpin mm. is a huge, huge villain. We need to be making sure that Kingpin is protected as a villain as well, all right? Kingpin doesn't fall on his ass that easy. He doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Even with explosions, it's not going to make him fall on his ass, Okay. Even if that's the case, he'll kind of either be pushed back, he'll kind of drag his heels and his kind of rubble will go behind him and he'll kind of push it a little bit. Like, they they make they make Kingpin fall in his ass one too many times, man. It's like, yeah. right, the only best way I can describe this is, if dear listener, if you're not a wrestling fan, this is going to go completely over your head. But there was used to be, in the 80s, and in the early 70s, early 80s and 90s, no, early, no, just 80s, Andre the Giant, huge, huge wrestler, right? And there was a moment in WrestleMania, one of the, I think one or two, I can't remember now, but like Hulk Hogan, he's never been picked up. He's never been put on his ass before. He's this gargantuan man that people can never defeat. Hulk Hogan lifts him up and does a scoop slam and becomes one of the most immortalized pieces of wrestling ever in history, right? And it's that, that's, that's Kingpin. 
You need to build up to that moment, right? If we need to protect Kingpin and make him a serious threat and potential future villain for other Spider-Mans out there, because Miles Morales could have a go at Kingpin at some point in the future, mm. we need to protect that. And I think he falls flat on his ass a little bit too much, mate. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. That's what I'm um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they knew what they wanted to do with it. They had this strong character of Kingpin, and they mm. were like, "Oh, well, how do we, how do we get rid, or what do we do?" And it, and and is he dead? Because he gets shot, right? I, I'm. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure the people that wrote this or put him into this series didn't watch the Daredevil series. Yeah. I think they probably watched a couple of stills and saw him as that person and went, okay, cool, let's slot him into our story then. And then that was it. Because uh, I just, I don't know, I just feel like he got kind of sold short a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no. What really I did bad. enjoy, what I did enjoy Ooh. though, is um, Clint's and uh, Yelena's scene at the end with the Rock- in the Rockefeller Center when they talk about Natasha. Uh, the fight yes. scene, I mean, I legit thought, I remember watching it the first time, I legit thought, this is how Clint's gonna die. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna she's gonna literally kill him. Um and you get that, you get that intensity, you believe that. Um testament to both their acting, testament to both of their performances in this scene. And I think that both the fact that they're so grief struck from uh, Black Widow's loss, it all makes sense. And in terms of the way that it's finished, I think it's played well and I think it's done very tonally to to the right to the characters. I really enjoyed it. One of my highlights of the series, I think. I would have liked to have seen that scene play out. It was so fantastic. It would have been nice not to have that spliced up with the Kingpin scenes. I would have yeah. liked one one continuous scene of Yelena and Clint. I think they deserved it. To be fair, big 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 moment that was. Hundred um, percent. So we should, and it was yeah brilliant. Like you say, brilliant acting, brilliant emotion, feeling of it, it was it was fantastic. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Do you know the significance of uh, the back of the watch that we see at Christmas Day at the end of the episode? We uh, it's got I it's got to do now I it's got to do with Clint's wife, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yes, go on. You tell me. Can you finish it off with me? That's all I can. My brain can remember. So on the back, it's got the kind of well-known shield uh, symbol, little eagle thing. Yeah. Um, and the number 19. Now, the number 19 relates to a superhero called Mockingbird. Now, Mockingbird is a comic, uh, 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 it's a comic character, um, which is an alternative uh, wife for Clint. So the woman, so the character we meet in this series isn't at doesn't isn't mockingbird is a completely different character actually in the comics uh i think it, her name might be betty i think if i remember correctly it's a b yep yeah i think it's so. betty um and it, it, yeah and it is a reference to a mockingbird oh. um now i think it's only ever i think it's only going to be a reference i don't think we're ever going to meet mockingbird but potential was it is it it's it's confirmed though that clint's wife was a shield agent uh, what this one, this yeah. iteration of the wife? Uh, I don't know. Has it been confirmed? I think. Well, I think it must be because if that's her watch, she's got shield on the back of it. So it might it must be. So and it, and it might be that she is specifically mockingbird. 
Um, but I don't know if it's been gun- Laura Barton. Food. Laura Barton, that's it. She, that's yeah, it. so it says a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, she's actually Agent 9, as known as Mockingbird. Agent so nine. maybe. So not 19, nine. sorry, 19. 19. 19, yeah. So it's, I think it's confirmed that she was. But I think they didn't really lean into much of the actual superhero Mockingbird as much. They just used it as an alias, I think, in, a, in this current iteration of MCU, six one six. Yeah, there we go. Um, there we go. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. That's a big one. I think in terms of like you know any massive reveals and stuff, we don't really get it. You know, we don't. There's no real huge kind of like oh my god moments. There's no real kind of like, I mean, you know, turning around. Who is it? Oh, no, it's, oh, oh, who's that? I don't know. Oh, who? Echo. Okay, cool. Fine. Why not? We don't, you know, we got that there. But like, we don't get that, you know, much at all in terms of genuine twists and turns. Um, yeah. And to be that honest. shot would have been better with Kingpin, by the way. Oh, we could have, They could have absolutely pulled it off with the back of Kingpin. And, that then, would have been and then Kingpin turned around and it's his face. That, much better shot for me. Recognisable character, yeah. big presence, job done. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think I think overall, in terms of like the end credit sequence, we get the uh, uh, Rogers the Musical number of I Can Do This All Day, the <laughs> actual entirety of the number, and it's class. It's such a good piece of musical theatre, my dear listener. You just got to go watch it. Honestly, I've been singing it for days. <laughs> it's so good. I can do the song. Yay! Sounds like, do you? No, because, because you're gonna have yeah. such a you're gonna fall on your ass mate, when you hear that back. <laughs> oh god. Um... <laughs> okay, right. We need final ratings. This has been a hell of an episode. Okay. I oh, know. Oh god. We give us um, a final rating, mate. What do you think of this series as a whole? I, um, I think Chris Brayton. This is. I uh, don't do listen to it. Pause there. Pause there for starters. <laughs> Forrest literally just kind of leant back in his chair, yawned in the middle of it, just yawned, right, crossed his arms. Well, you know what? Uh... <laughs> I'm knackered. Peggy's pissed me off. Uh, no, I think this, this for me has got to be. I think this is cheese and onion. This is I. I wouldn't pick it as a crisp packet. Uh, if I if I had it, I wouldn't not enjoy it. it um, cheese and onion crisps are really. It, like, I never pick them. I never eat them. When I do, I always like. Oh, it's not as bad as I remember every time. And that's kind of what this is. It's it's not that bad, but it but it's not. I wouldn't pick it. I think no. it for me. It's far like the good stuff comes far too late, and they. And they speed roll through it all. Elena yeah. should be there from episode two. You know, bit more. Uh, if anything, more Bishop, less Clint. Quite frankly, I've Clint is is so self reflect 
reflection. For me, this series could have done with Elena much earlier, get rid of that arc, and then they both fight Kingpin. That would have been amazing for me, right? Episode yeah. three, Elena and Clint. Is she going to kill Clint? No, she don't. And then we get this kind of awesome lineup of Kate, Elena, Clint, Kingpin, ultimate enemy, like built up over three episodes. Yeah. That would have been perfect. I like that. That's a great way to finish off. I think in terms of for me, um, it's this is a sharing bag of ready salted hula hoops. Like it's like fine. It's yeah, okay. I'm you know if it's the last thing I need to have, or if there's the only option, I'm going into a a gas station, a, you know, petrol station. I'm gonna go and grab some crisps. I can't choose. I'll just go for the really salty hula hoops. So I'll just go for those. You know, you'll get it. You got mm. it. You quench your, you. You you're gonna get your fill with it. Um, this series for me is saved by really good performances by really good actors and and you know in terms of i think Haley steinfeld in her introduction is kate bishop is fantastic i think it's brilliant and i'm really excited to see more of her great addition for yelena more the character development from her smashes out of the park florence Pugh. i think kingpin as much as i absolutely love that role and i still do I think he kind of got fell short a little bit in terms of actually getting enough time and getting enough kind of gusto out of that. Um, I've got to say, top for me, it's got to be Jeremy Renner. I think his mm. performance in Clint in here, it's, just, it's brilliant. He's such a good actor. And I think it's really understated. And I think it's uh, dealt with delicately. And I think he shows h- humility in his character. I think he shows tenderness with also being fierce being stoic and lots of character development with clint and again i'm really interested to see what happens with this character going forward and obviously get well jeremy he's been doing an incredible journey in terms mm. of his own own health you know from his um snowplow accident and stuff so i think you know i just also just when i think about him i watched this documentary about his accident not long ago and it really cuts me up man. like it genuinely does like mm. what an incredible man um so yeah, I've just got to say that, that for me kind of goes yeah he's 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 I'd hate to see he, he you know Hawkeye now go I'm not going to do it anymore you know yeah you know I feel like we're getting to that point even like Chris Hemworth is like almost going mm, I don't know whether I want to do one I'll only do another Thor if they want me to do one and you know mm. so I just kind of get a feeling that we might even lose you know those kind of OG characters quite soon and I don't want to do that because I think we're getting more out of certain characters for instance Hawkeye um yeah so narrative wise it was okay but it just yeah I think the, some of the performances saved it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's me mate um this has been uh, to be honest I delightful and uh, nothing like a a wonderful episode where things go unexpectedly awry um, oh, yeah. all for your listening or watching pleasure dear listener because we're gonna have to put a few reels up now <laughs> to get context into this so if you're what, listening to this dear listener you're now gonna have to hop over to instagram either right now if it's already up or later in the week when it is uh to really yeah. understand truly the chaotic the nature chaos that we that we have been through what an almighty 55 minutes this has been mate Next week, I'm really, really excited for our episode because it's our news episode roundup. And it will be the episode that we will uh, do our roulette for our wildcard movies that will be coming out. So we're going to be stepping away from the MCU, 
run through uh, if phase four and we're going to go into wildcard movies and we'll put out an instagram post at some point next week to get all of your suggestions we'll get them on a roulette and we'll do it boom live as well on our stream uh to reveal what the movies will be so we do hope that you can join us on that one as well um uh but yeah we'll give you some information and news uh later out next week what i would like to do as well Forrest, actually and particularly mm. in that episode I'd like us to really talk about these strikes that are happening with uh, SAG, um, with uh, the writer's strike, but are now as well, mm. the actors are now on strike in, in America. Now, in terms of the unions that are taking part in this, I think it's really, really important about talking about the subjects and the things that they're talking about and maybe yeah. shed a little bit more light. And also, I would be really interested as well, from your perspective, Forrest, as an actor from in that is working and living in the UK, and a creative from my part as well as a working professional in the UK as well of sharing our own thoughts on what's going on over there and how mm. that might and what that might mean for our industry as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We um, our union equity uh, released quite an interesting statement, so we will mm. we will cover some of that as well. Um, but yeah, lots and lots uh, to hopefully talk about next week um, and get those wildcard suggestions. I can't yeah. wait for another bout of wildcards. Oh, um, so we'll probably have some wildcards. I reckon we'll have a little summer break and yep. we'll be back for Marvel Big Time. Yeah! <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. It's been an absolute honour, Matt. As normal, mate. Mon pleasure. It's so great to see your face as per usual. Thank you, dear listener, for listening as usual as well. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much if you're listening straight to the end. Honestly, you guys are the best. Genuinely. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not blowing smoke out your ass, all right? You are genuinely great. We appreciate you. All right. I could do this all day. <laughs> da, da, da. Mm. I could do this all day. And then mm-hmm. your friend just saved me today. Yeah. Living in New York, getting in New York. Saving today. Saving today. Saving today. Saving Sexy as fuck. <laughs> Ciao for now. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com. 
make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.